the Podfix Network. Hello and welcome to episode 254 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This, as you know, is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to F it up in a very, very humble opinion. Hello, I am Giles Alderson. My co-host today is Lucinda Rhodes-Takra, and the episode you are listening to is with the fantastic director, Philip Barantini. Philip has made an exceptional movie in Boiling Point. It truly is fantastic. And we dive deep into that, how we actually did it. A one-take movie. You've probably already heard of this movie. It's the Chef movie starring Stephen Graham in one take. Uh, The movie also stars Vinette Robinson, Alex Feetham, Jason Fleming, Hannah Walters, Malachi Kirby, uh, Taz Schuyler, Ray Panthaki and the wonderful Lords Fabres, who made short films with me. So the wonderful Lords is in this as well as so many other incredible actors who did it all in one take like a play. Philip dives deep into that. He also talks about how he went from acting to directing because Phil Barantini was an actor. He has been in TV shows such as Time, Chernobyl, uh, Humans, The Musketeers and Dream Team. Of course. (laughs) Also on the episode, we talk about why understanding people's jobs is vitally important and why you can become petrified of directing TV. He talks about how he shot his debut movie Villain as a director in 18 days and why he made Boiling Point as a one-take movie in a lot less. (laughs) Uh, He talks about how it went from a short and became the feature film, how he was a chef. He also talks about lenses and camera choices and his brilliant DP, Matthew Lewis. He only had five days with Stephen Graham, so how rehearsals were vital and why directing is the best job in the world. All that is to come for you on this week's episode of the Filmmakers Podcast. How are you doing? Are you all right? Are you gearing up for Christmas? I'm not ready yet. I haven't got my presents. I haven't even put the tree up. But we did record our Christmas special yesterday. That was a delight. It's going to be so much fun. Pretty much all the hosts are on it. There's a few who aren't because they were filming. But it's a delight. It's fun. It's our Christmas quiz. It is going to be available for you on Friday. Christmas Eve. So if you're at a loose end, if you're traveling to folks, stick it on. Enjoy because it's a laugh. We also give so much tidbits and information, what we've learned over the year as well, and what we can look forward to in 2022. And then next Tuesday, the 28th, we have our episode with Craze, Code of Silence director Ben Mole and the screenwriter Luke Bailey, who joins myself and Lucinda Rhodes Takra, who produced the movie, to chat how they made it. That's coming up for you next Tuesday. So the Xmas special is on Friday, and next Tuesday is with Craze, Code of Silence team. Don't want to miss it. When we were recording the Christmas podcast, I was thinking about what making a film is like. It was one of the topics we never got round to discussing. But then I, 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 it's really hard to put your finger on it. I've described it in the past that you are like a wedding planner. Except you're planning a wedding every day, but the bride's on fire and the the groom's gone missing, etc, etc. I've described it like that before, but it's not exactly accurate. I was trying to think of other things, and I thought, for a moment, it it was kind of like falling in love. Bear with me, bear with me here. Um, Because you, you, you see someone, right? You see that script, it's the best script in the world, and suddenly your heart races, you think, oh my god, I could direct that, oh my god, this, this could be incredible, I could win awards with this film this is it my career's gonna take off it's gonna go through the moon right and then you work so hard to cultivate that relationship to make it work to get the script into the best shape it possibly can be and for you to find the right people uh, to create that world to make it the best it can be and then for a moment it is paradise you are making the film you are together you're creating this amazing thing and then the cracks start to appear and then you finish the film and you've done, and the crew go home, and the actors go off to other jobs, and suddenly it's just you in the edit room, and you're just left with all the scars, all the broken promises, the fights, and the mess. But then, there's the makeup sex, 
You just kind of piece it all back together, bit by bit, and then you finish your movie. It's done. And you put it out and just put it out into the world. And you kind of have to let go. They break up with you. And you grieve for that loss. You grieve. And it hurts. Because that thing that once was is no longer. It's just this piece of you in your heart. You'll always be in love with it, but it's kind of gone. That magic, that moment, it's, it's there, but it's over there now. It's not here with you. It's on your shelf or it's on a streaming platform. Lucky you if it is. And then one day, you're coming around the other side and you're moving forward with your life and you're feeling good. And there it is. <gasps> What's that that's just passed by your eyes? It's the best script in the world. And you think, this could be the one. This is the one that wins me the awards and the Oscars. <laughs> Just some money would be nice. But anyway, that's, that's maybe what goes through your mind. And slowly you fall in love all over again. And that process repeats. I mean, look, it's a ridiculous metaphor. It's silly. It's not accurate. But I was trying to... Find something that might just fit. And and basically what I'm saying by all this is go out there and find your love. Find the project that you really want to make with all your heart. And you're prepared to go through all that shit, all the scars, all the problems, all the betrayals, all the good stuff too. But if you're prepared to go through this shit, you'll be fine with the good stuff, believe me. And it hurts like hell. It does. But you'll never regret it. And that was a philosophical chat uh, on these Christmas crispy mornings. Mean shit. Toby would probably cut it. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing making films. It's the best thing in the world. And we want to inspire you with this podcast. This is why we do it. This is why I do it. So if that guff made any sense to you at all, then please <laughs> run with it. If it didn't, ignore it. Do your own path. Doesn't matter. Listen to Phil. He's coming in a minute. Listen to him. So, uh, speaking of which, let's get to it. This is a wonderful episode. I really enjoyed this, chatting with Phil. It was such fun as well. But the fact of what he's achieved with this movie, it's really, really incredible. If you've not seen Boiling Point yet, go seek it out in cinemas. It is coming out on the 29th of December on streaming platforms as well. So that is something for you to look forward to going into the end of this year and into next year. Boiling Point, dare I say it, is a masterpiece of indie filmmaking. It's a fucking joy. Boiling Point was nominated for numerous awards at the Biffers recently, including uh, Best Director for Philip Barantini. It won in the categories Best Supporting Actress uh, for Vinette Robinson, Best Cinematography, uh, Matthew Lewis, um, Best Sound for Kiff McManus, James Drake and Rob Entwistle, and Best Casting for Carolyn McLeod. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I can't say any more words than that. So, enjoy your Christmas and New Year and sit back, relax, enjoy this fabulous chat uh, with amazing director Philip Barantini, myself and Lucinda Rhodes-Takra. Sit back, relax and bon appétit. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you, buddy? Good. Long time no see, mate. I know, yeah. How are you getting on, Phil? What's happening? All good? Good, man. Yeah, really good. I've been doing ADR for this TV thing I, I, I've been doing. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm actually in it and I'm and I'm directing uh, an episode, but then oh, I've ended wicked. up doing loads of posts for it for the for other episodes as well. So. Mate, that's amazing. Is that the responder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ah, brilliant. Mate, that must be cool, yeah. though. Like, you're now moving to TV, but you're also in it as well you know in terms of directing yeah. side well that kit that wasn't like a choice really at the beginning they forced you to direct they forced <laughs> me to be in it and direct it no what happened was I, I i was talking to the producers about directing an episode or directing mm. a block of it yeah. back in august last year so they were back and forth and it was like yeah we'd love you to do it we're just gonna need to get the bbc on board and then you know because i'd never done any tv and and then they were like okay then we um so they were originally going to do three blocks and then he, they only went down to two blocks and they're like look we've got our opening block director we're, we're looking at a female for the second block i was mm. like cool fine yeah great and they were like but they were like i love the scripts it's all set in liverpool i know the writer really well and they were like are you still you know acting i was like yeah can't yeah i mean i'm sort of not really like 
pursuing it as, as hard as I used to, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying no to it at the moment. And they were like, well, would you fancy maybe being in it a little bit? So I was like, yeah, I'd love to be in it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a great show. It's mm-hmm. you know, great cast. And so it's, it's all at home. So I jumped at it. And then, uh, and then just before we started shooting, the producers called me and were like, right, we are now actually going to be doing three blocks. There's only five episodes mm-hmm. and the last block is the last episode and the BBC have approved you and they want, we want you to, to direct the last episode. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. But th- I'd only seen three scripts because the other two weren't written. So the last episode wasn't written. They were like, and then she was like, how do you feel about directing yourself? I was like, oh, I hadn't oh, thought about that to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So it was a, it was a challenge. Like, I mean, mm. you know, I'm not going to say no, but Mm-hmm. It was hard, I, I, you know, because it's not why I got into directing in the first place. You know, sure. it's, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think I've got the brain capacity for two. Like, and I, and I know that now. You obviously mm-hmm. did it very well. Well, I did it. Yeah. But, you know, it was on the day. It was like, it was just like the extra added nerves that I didn't really want to have, you know, because it's mm-hmm. nerve wracking enough directing something, especially a TV, BBC One drama. Mm-hmm. But it was it was fine. But, you know, I, I just had to, to sort of rely on producer and, and DP and, and yeah, playbacks. But the thing is though, right. I, I, whenever I act in anything, I hate watching myself back anyway. I just like to sort of mm. do it and then rely on the, you know, trust in the director and be like, is that okay? Yeah, good. Let's, let's, oh, I'm happy let's with it. You know? If he's happy or she's happy. Yeah. Let's yeah, move on. Yeah. If I feel it, you know, yeah. then you, you sort of do, don't you? That's it. And then suddenly watching yourself back is really tough. I yeah. remember the first thing I ever directed, like on film or TV, was mm. a, it was a TV pilot for the BBC, actually. And the director pulled out almost last minute, a week before, and I went, well, I'll do it, sod it. Yeah. Start Were you in it as well, Jazz? The problem was I was in it. Yeah, and yeah. I, it was the worst I've ever been in anything. I just didn't know how to yeah. cope with, it was suddenly this moment to direct, and I fell in love with directing at that point. But yeah. suddenly I'm like, how do I direct myself? I felt like a dickhead going, okay, close upon me. I, I actually I couldn't know, say man. it. And I had I loads of extras and I had to sing in it. And I was just like, oh, oh God. Yeah. That sounds like a lot it, it was more hell. stress yeah. than, than what I had. I had a couple of scenes. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of scenes. And I've said to myself, never again. I I just went yeah. unless I'm more experienced at the time I was like no I wasn't ready for that yeah but at least you are you know you've got this brilliant experience behind you boiling point is incredible obviously you couldn't have been in that because <laughs> oh one God, shot no. would have been yeah yeah, been yeah really <laughs> difficult yeah but I could see here with the responder why you could go yeah because it's already established a little yeah. bit the looks established yeah. the DP I hope I imagine was the same the writers established so yeah that, how interesting it was interesting and it actually funny because like when I was, cause I came in in the morning and we sort of scheduled it so that it was the first thing up for me to do my little part, you know, and, and get it out the way sort of thing. But it was a really mm-hmm. emotional scene. I forgot to call cut uh, for ages. And I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. Sorry. Cut. It's me, isn't it? I'm saying you, you must've been really in it. I was. Yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, that, that's what, that's what I mean. Go back to saying like, I, I don't think I've got the brain capacity to do both. I don't know how people like, Oh, what's Clint the name? Eastwood, uh, ben born. Yeah. yeah. All of them. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. They must have people. They must have a Bradley crew Cooper. of people around them. Bradley well, Cooper. When you've got amazing people around you, I, you know, Clint Eastwood is known for going onto the golf course by 4 p.m. So <laughs> yeah, he yeah, does one that. takes and moves on. If an actor wants to carry on, he's like, well, you do it yourself. I'm, yeah, I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've got what I need to so all the best. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's frightening, I think, to do both. I don't know how yeah. people do it as a first timer. You know, when you sort of, you have to totally trust your team. Yeah. But if that team is yeah. also up and comers and, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know. think you'd do it again? I don't think I would. No, I really no? don't think I would. No, no. I mean, I might, uh, you know, <laughs> might do a little Hitchcock. Yeah, that's fine, right? <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. But little doing cameo, an emotional yeah, yeah. scene, like let's oh, say if you, yeah, were, no. if you were Jason Fleming's part in this, you mm. in in Boiling Point, you wouldn't have been able to do it because you've you've no. got to watch and make sure the camera's doing what it wants to do. The performances, yeah. it's, it's impossible. We'll get into Boiling Point in a bit. Yeah, but yeah. We yeah, always yeah. like to sort of talk about how you got there because mm. it's really interesting you know the fact that and we love actors we have a lot of actors who move into directing and and vice yeah. versa actually but we think it's really interesting and into producing yeah. and that journey and how you do it because it's really difficult i think to go mm. from being an actor lucinda did it being an actor and jump into producing That's and right, people yeah, to take yeah. you seriously i think phil and i have done the same show 
We have, yeah, yeah, we did we Dream did Team. Dream Team. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Of course yeah. you did. Was that BAFTA nominated, that one, Lucinda, was it? Oh, wow. He's gone there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Phil, we have a bit of a giggle sometimes, Giles and I, so please excuse us. We're, 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 na- we're naughty hosts. We were in a show, I Giles and I, just, just for the audience Here that don't go. know. They not all the know. Regulars. No one cares. They Nobody cares. We were in a show, uh, an internet drama called Kate Modern, and it was right. nominated for a BAFTA for three, three BAFTAs. Right. It didn't nice. win any of them. It was a real poor show, but yeah. we just love bringing it up because we it's love a joke. mocking and having fun. So <laughs> apologies, but no. Like, listen, Dream so Team was definitely not nominated for the BAFTA, but it should have been. I tried to get in Dream yeah. Team. Must have auditioned for it two, three times. And I played football to a high standard. I was at Bradford City and shit. So I was like, really? How am I not oh, getting how in? How you this? not in it? Yeah. I must have been that bad. I was that. And they had bad some bad actors in it as well. Yeah, they oh, had some God, really bad yeah. actors. Well, oh I, my I, on my audition, I was like, they were like, "Can you play footy?" I was like, "Yeah, of course, yeah, yes, to play for Liverpool." Every actor said, "Did you?" <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, but I mean, you said that. You I said, said that. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I used oh, to I play was just for a Liverpool? cheeky scouser. Me when I was younger, like that's amazing. No, today I need to get the job. Scouser. Still a cheeky scouser. Yeah, yeah. So, Phil, you were an actor, and you did lots of wonderful things, such as Dream Team. And, and can you tell us a few more shows that you were in? Well, I mean, I was lucky enough to be. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't really train as an actor when I was younger. So oh, I was. Did you I, not? No, I, I. I just sort of fell into it, and yeah, got got got, got some auditions. Got got an audition for a BBC One drama, which I got the part in to play David Morrissey as a as a young fifteen year old kid in a, in some flashbacks, which was amazing. Just an amazing experience. And, fr- and from then on, I just was like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. And then and then actually the same casting directors who cast me in that were casting Dream Team, and they were like. We're casting Dream Team in a couple of weeks. Um, the second series. Do you want to? You should. You should come and audition for it. And I was like, Oh my god, I'd love to. Yeah. So I, I ended up going in for that. And then um, you know, five auditions later, after all the lies I told about me playing football, and then I didn't realise you have to have a football audition for it. Yeah. Like, you have to do a proper you football. You have to audition. really be yeah. able to play football. But yeah. you know what? I actually, I'm actually, I'm not bad. I'm not a bad football. You're good enough, right? I'm good yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Good I, enough. I, I'm good enough to look like I know what I'm doing. It's certainly on Dream Team. Yeah. 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 So I ended up getting a part in that. And then, yeah, from there, it was just like, while I was audi- while I was in Dream Team, I did it for two seasons. And they wanted me to come back for the third season. But while I was just like maybe a few months prior to finishing up the second season, I was sneakily auditioning for Band of Brothers. And I didn't realize I was going to get in. Band of Brothers. I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'll audition for it. And that was again another five or six auditions, you know, meet, meeting Tom Hanks and then you're getting close and close and you're like, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm in possibly with a chance here of getting getting a small part in it. And that's where you met Stephen. That's where I met Stephen Graham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And loads of, like, yeah, so many amazing actors from that. So um, many. Yeah. Loads of people were in that. Yeah. You yeah. Were, you're like, you were in like nine episodes of it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You, yeah. You yeah. Loads of Band of Brothers. And during that time, did you ever think, oh, okay, maybe I'll write or direct? Was there that hankering already? Did, was that already in you? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, for, for uh, like maybe not then, but, you know, after I'd done um, a couple of other bits and bobs, I was like, I, I think I'd always been interested in it, like for from an early age, like from, you know, the age of like 12, 13, I was always interested in how I'm making of things and how, how it all works and sort of behind the scenes and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know, I went to um, uh, Granada Studios tour in Manchester when I was a kid and mm. like they have you know you get on the coronation street set and yeah i just you know it was just like oh my god this is magic this is it's so magic, exciting right? you know yeah. Yeah. so i um so i did that and then yeah just from from there really, i was i was really interested but i never had the, i never had the ball to i just always thought you know i'm not i'm just like some little kid from was it writing. a doubt it was a massive yeah it was huge 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 yeah because you know you sort of you do put you know directors on a on a on a pedestal don't you you make them you 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 you, you, i did certainly did anyway you know the way i got into the the industry no training and whatnot and i just thought you know i'm never gonna do that i'm just gonna be an actor um Mm. but i but like deep down i was always really i think i was really just passionate about how things were made and i was always the person on set who would always stay behind and you know and like was really sort of you know wanted to like if i was had one scene in something and i was in and out in a day in you know in a couple of hours i'd always be like can i just hang about just be on set and just hang That's out cool. you know yeah. it's interesting to hear the confidence that you had as you say the cheeky chappy scouser as an actor and then the doubt that had yeah that you had inside you for the other side maybe that's because it was such a different skill set you know the acting is yeah it's it's a part of yourself but when you're yeah. directing you have to 
have a, a technical skill set and creative and everything. Yeah, exactly. And it's that, it's that daunting feeling of having to, you know, be in control of everything, really. Not necessarily in control and in charge of it all. I mean, and I've learned since that, you know, you can't be expert in every single field. You've got to give people their, you know, pe- people are experts in their, in their own fields for a reason. So mm. it's all about collaboration. But, you know, understanding everybody's job to a certain degree is, is important. Mm. But for me, I thought, you know, oh, you know, you need to have all these qualifications and you need to go to film school and learn mm-hmm. about it. But actually, when I decided to, to, to sort of make the leap and, and, and make something, uh, the, sh- the first short I did, you know, I spoke to a producer friend of mine and I was like, you know, can you recommend any good film schools for me to go to, to, to learn the technical side of it? And he was like, you've been, you've been in film school for the last 20 odd years as yeah. an actor. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. He said, you understand how it all works, right? I'm like, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. And you know, when you start thinking about it, you're like, no, I know, I, I, can't, I know it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you take it in as, as you go and then you just, it's, yeah. it's logged without you actually knowing it. It's a subconscious thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. 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 You, you understand. It's really interesting. Same for me. I, I didn't think I was going to take to it. You know, you just don't, but actually you go, Oh my I God. I didn't I've think been... you had. Shut up. You've no. been on <laughs> so many film sets that, and, and you've seen it and you've seen what a first AD does. You've seen what the DP does. You yeah. understand it. You understand lenses even a little bit to know that the difference between a close up and a wide, right. how, yeah. what performances you should slightly do differently. Yeah. And I think a lot of actors could make, good directors it's just that mentality mm. is so different when you're an yeah. actor you just turn up hit your mark in a way say your lines hopefully right, in the right, right order hopefully do a good performance and you fuck off you get fed someone drives you there and back as a director producer it's you, great isn't it yeah, you're, <laughs> it yeah it's would great frighten the life out of me to yeah. direct would it it would, would literally it, would it, would i don't would know it. how you, oh frighten the life out of me yeah but i as you know giles and i both produce as well yeah, and i think yeah. you do as well phil don't you yeah yeah it's yeah. that i'm like yeah Fine, all day long, all day long. Give yeah. me a question, I'll answer it like that. But to to actually have to step into your shoes as directors, yeah, I think I'd freak. I'd probably end up doing it because, as mm. as we've said on this podcast, we do mm. log it, and as actors, we know that yeah. anyway. Yeah, you'll find you'll find that you'll definitely you'll get on set one for the first day if you want to direct something. You'll get on set for the first day, and you'll be like, after five minutes, you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in here. I'm in. You you definitely would. You definitely would. No, no, I'm definitely not. Uh, but you could, <laughs> but if you wanted to, you could do it, Lucinda. It's one of those things that you have to want to direct because it's so hard yeah. that you have to have yeah. so many things in your head. I remember on the first feature I did, maybe you were the same on Villain, I was like, with the dare, I was like, get my first shot done. Just turn over the camera. And I remember yeah. a lot of people weren't ready, but they were just fanning around, you know, like getting ready for the first shot. Yeah. So I just shouted, yeah. turn over, really loudly. And suddenly <laughs> everyone just went... Brrr. And, yeah, and I just remember doing that first shot going, I've done it now. Your first shot's in the can. You know what I mean? You, you've done it. You're a film yeah. director? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Because we'd yeah. both done, you've done loads of shorts. I've done shorts, loads of promos, adverts. You've done all that. So you're used to it. But oh my God, to have all that in yeah. your head as a director when you're making a feature is, yeah, it's insane. And did you write that? You wrote the first yeah, one? Yeah, I did. did I wrote that, co-wrote yeah, that with yeah. Johnny Grant. And you, yeah, I, yeah. I love co-writing. Um, but yes, yeah. you've got to have it in your head. You, you have to have every sort of shot, every edit, every bit. And wow, I feel it's full yeah. on. How did you prepare yeah. then for Villain? This is your first feature as a yeah. director. You'd made shorts by them, including the yeah. short of Boiling Point. But, I'd like to know how it yeah. came to you as well. Yeah, so let's talk about how it came to you and how you got in the mindset for going, shit, I'm directing a, a feature film here. It was kind of unexpected because I'd done uh, Boiling Point, the short. And Bart Raspoli, who is the producer of Boiling Point, the short yeah. and the feature. He's, a, again, another Band of Brothers um, friend. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was in that. He's now producing. But um, he called me, actually, the day after we'd wrapped on Boiling Point, the short. And he said, look, I've got this script. I've had it for a little while. Uh, Craig Fairbrast is attached to play the lead in it. And we've got the, the money pretty much ready to go. We were just, you know, looking for directors. And so I read it. And I thought it was great. And I just sort of said, gave him some notes back. And I was like, look, you know, I think it's great. And I spoke to Craig and about, you know, you know, Craig's played that hard man character a million times. Mm-hmm. And I just said, look, let's, let's try and move away slightly from that and maybe try and, you know, dive into his vulnerability a little bit and, nice. and try and crack the shell a bit. And he loved the idea. And have you worked with Craig before? Never. So it's the first time meeting him and I th- he's just a, he's just a lovely human being. He's just, He's amazing. And I think he's a fantastic actor. He's huge. So tall as well. He's such a presence. Oh, he's massive. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. But he's a big softie. You know what I mean? He's mm. a big softie. 
He probably won't have me saying that. Definitely not. But he's got to give off that impression. You know, I mean, you do have to give that. When you're yeah. playing those characters, you have to give off that impression. You can't, you yeah. know, because people then might take the piss and he doesn't want to be taking the piss out of. So, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, get, exactly. Get yeah. It. yeah. So, yeah, so that, that came to me that way. And, and Bart was like, look, we've got the money to, to ready to go. Tiny budget, you know, but we can do this in the next, we can start prepping the next two or three months. And that was it. We were like, you know, we were off. We were, we were, we were and it, I didn't even think about it, to be honest. Really? Then we went, went down to London. We, we shot it in, in 18 days all across London, everywhere, all over London and Essex, begging and borrowing, you know, f asking people to use their houses and, yeah. uh, and all this kind of stuff. And so yeah. it was an amazing experience. Really it amazing experience. great reviews as well. Really yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was so, so pleased like and, and grateful of, of you know people people got what we were going for you know it's a story that's we've seen it you know we've seen that man comes out of prison tries to do good a million times but i just wanted to try and i don't know make it something a little bit different like something a bit with a bit more heart put your stamp on it phil yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly and yeah and it did well in them in, in over here and stuff yeah and did you know at that point that's what we're even going into that. Obviously, you've done Boiling Point the short. Were you trying to make that as the feature at that point? Were you already going, I want to make Boiling Point a feature? Or was this, did this just come to you and then that evolved afterwards? Or were you always, try, always trying to make features from Yeah, always short? trying to make yeah. features. And I, and I think Boiling Point was a, it was almost like a proof of concept, really, because once, we, once we'd shot the short and we did it in one take, it was like, okay, this was... And it and it worked, and it you know it, it got a bit of traction in festivals and stuff, mm -hmm. and it, it did all right. And so the idea was always to make a feature, but we weren't sure what sort of um, avenue we wanted to go down. We had some ideas, James Cummings and I, who wrote it, of of maybe having the the opening twenty minutes of the feature as the short one take, and then sort of go into a conventional way of shooting with cuts and edits and whatnot. Um, but it just wasn't like I we just weren't feeling excited about it mm. you know so so we decided to um i mean literally when i was shooting a villain one day i just was thinking about how could we do this what would get it people excited mm -hmm. and I, I i just i thought of a restaurant in my head my mate's got a restaurant in dalston and i thought if we could shoot it in there because i'd worked there as a chef i worked as a chef while i was acting there you go well. that's where the idea so so were you shooting one film and thinking about another at the yeah, same time? I was, yeah. So you can multitask, I, Phil. Well, I can, yeah, but not not when you ask me to perform. <laughs> no, but I, uh, yeah, I was just like, right, okay, and and I just mapped it, sort of mapped all the 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 whole um, the whole of the the feature out in in my head, and I was thinking, okay, we could definitely do this in one take. I know it's been done before, mm -hmm. you know, Victoria, um, Russian Ark, all those kind of really cool movies. Why did you want to do it in one take? Why, why was that a thing? Well, because I wanted, because of the, the short was like, it was a slice of life. You know what I mean? I wanted to sort of give the audience that feeling of, of being in this environment for an hour and a half and literally dropping the audience in and then pulling them back out again. And, you know, if you go through a service, anyone who's worked in hospitality or as a waiter or, mm -hmm. a, or as a chef or whatever, it's, it, that's how it is. It's just constant on the go. It doesn't stop. It's, you know, it's, it's it, it not, it does no breather. And I wanted to give the audience that feeling. Mm. Uh, and it, we could have done it conventionally with cuts and stuff like that and make it really fast paced. But I always thought there's something quite, you know, just put, putting the audience in that where they, where they, where they sort of can't take their eyes off the screen and they're not allowed to, to breathe, if you like, for, for a bit. And you definitely achieved that as well because it had oh, a yeah. kind of oh, thank you. raw, I don't want to say documentary style, but it, it well, yeah. a little bit like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's immersive. You do, yeah. you, you're right. You can't take uh, yeah. your eyes off the screen because you don't want to miss something because you are yeah. the eyes of the cap. You're following it around. So you yeah. might miss a bit. A, it, whereas like say with conventional cuts, we're going to tell mm. the audience they're putting something in their pocket or moving yeah. a knife because you do a close up of it here. You yeah. can't, so you can't take your eyes off it. But I, I love yeah. this as a one take movie. I thought, it was outstanding. Thanks, I thought it was beautiful to watch. What performances were, you know, off the chart mm. in terms of reality. I've worked in hospitality a lot when I was acting. I was a waiter. I yeah. was in those restaurants. Of course I, you did. Of course I did. Right, right. Uh, a yeah. service waiter, <laughs> BAFTA nominated, all that shit, working as a waiter. Yeah. It no, no dream team. No dream team there. for me, pal. Um, no, 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 no. Michelin stars all Michelin the way, Michelin stars. Mate. And I it honestly brought it all back. The chefs, uh, my chefs yeah. were even more of a dickheads than, you know, Stephen Graham. Way 
way more. They were horrible bastards, yeah. and I wish I had yeah, the balls yeah. to go. Oh, you go fuck yourself! But you can't. All the 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 the, the people who who are eating there, and you're so nice yeah. to them, and no worries. We'll get you a free drink. Fuck off! I oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go out the back and scream. Yeah, yeah. And you just like did it, and you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to. Oh, anyway, anyway. It reminded me of it, and I loved it, and. It really took me there. And I'm so glad you did this as a one take. It, it elevates oh, it. Thanks. I think it would have been great anyway, but I think a one take movie really works. So it was a great decision. I think it's a really great decision. Yeah. Well, did, did you have thanks, any kickback man, yeah. from doing it as a one take? To be honest, no, no because, because we had the short as a proof of concept. Right. And, you know, everyone that we showed it to, all the financiers and stuff like that were like, yeah, we're in. And, and it just excited people, I think. And obviously, as soon as you get Stephen Graham to say yes to, to a one-take movie, yeah. everybody's in. Mm -hmm. Everybody's in. With the short as well, because yeah. let, because that's really interesting why you wanted to make that as a one-take. But I was talking mm. to Jonas Armstrong about this because he was just in our mm. last film, Three Day Millionaire. Oh, right, right. Because yeah, he was yeah, in yeah. the short version. Obviously, he couldn't yeah. do the, the other the, the, the no, main feature, sadly. But... Uh, he was saying how brilliant it was and how he enjoyed working with you. And he was, he brought it up and he was talking about it. And I was like, oh, oh Phil nice. Barantini from the feet. He went, yeah, yeah, fucking love doing it, mate. It was fucking one take. It was immersive. <laughs> it was fucking, yeah. You know, and you were just, <laughs> That's a great just like impression. that. Thanks, mate. Just like that. So that's a really good And it, it was really nice to hear him talk, you know, how actors often, they go, oh yeah, I did that film and whatever. But when someone talks yeah, about the yeah. passion, it's really mm. nice. And actors love that. That's why I love doing long takes. I love doing yeah. as much of a one or as possible within takes because actors course, yeah. love it. Here, yeah, yeah. right? You're doing the whole thing as a one so there's so many problems. Yeah. <laughs> but let's see what you learned from the short first that obviously you could take into mm. the feature. So making this short film as a one a boiling point short film, how did you do it? How did you plan it? Because you've got to cook. You've got to make shit. You've got to use a restaurant. Yeah. You've got to have people who are capable and just yeah. sat waiting for their moment to come back and come alive again, you know, and you've got to have them be quiet in between. Yeah. Talk us through how you did it. Well, with the short, we, we shot it in a, in a, we had to find a location because finding a location was key before we wrote the script because, you know, if you write a script in that, with a one take and then you get to locations and they're all different, you have to change everything and it's, it's annoying. You know, yep. So doing it the, the other way around. Once we found the location, which it, where the short was a, was a catering college in Manchester, oh. um, which they, most catering colleges, they have, their own restaurants, which, you know, people were, that's where they train. That's where they, they learn, mm. you know, in a real working restaurant. We did that one there and we had three days basically with the actors uh, and the crew. Wow. Um, but prior to that, myself and Matt Lewis, my DP, who we shot, uh, we shot everything I've done, um, including Responder. Um, Excellent. So we, we'd go down there, you know, after hours or whenever we could, and we'd map it out together and, I'd be there playing every character and running about and doing this. And again, so, you know, we, we, but the, the, the rule that we gave ourselves for the short was that the camera never leaves Steven. It only follows Steven. You know, once we knew that I would play Steven and, and we'd do the camera moves and stuff like that, but then every, obviously panning across and whipping and stuff like that, we had to, we, we planned that um, during the two day rehearsal. So we did, we did Friday, Saturday, Sunday in December, 2018. We get all the actors in, we workshop the script. So we got the dialogue honed in and made made sure it was like, you know, they knew what they needed to be said, but I didn't want them to be bogged down by the dialogue because I wanted it to be quite natural and realistic. So I just said the key thing for me, for each actor was listen to each other, you know, because mm -hmm. don't, don't feel like, oh, my line's coming up. I need to say it now. Uh, and then you mess it up and you say it at the wrong time or, you know, you're not listening because when you, when you're working alongside Stephen Graham, you've got to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've yeah. got to be ready. That was the key. But in terms of like the training for them, Jonas and Stephen, took, I took them to a restaurant in Manchester and we had some dinner and then we went, we went into the kitchen and this was a really fancy restaurant in the Midland hotel in Manchester. So we go in and go, yeah, guys, I'm going to show you in the kitchen. We're going to have a look now. And so we went out the back and it was like the most calm Zen kitchen. It had like calm music wow, playing. Wow. Everybody had their own little thing. I'm like, oh shit, this is not it. This is not how it is. Guys, I'm sorry. This is this is not this is not what uh, what, what I expected. Um, and then the chef was like, "Oh no no no, we've got another another restaurant um, in the hotel, which is like a steak yeah, restaurant, much more." He said, "So let, let me take you down to there." Yeah. And so we went un into the basement. Yeah, went into this restaurant and it was just mayhem in there. I was like, "Yes, it was boiling hot." Mm -hmm. So we stayed in there for an hour and they just watched and I just explained, "This is what you're doing, Jonas. That's your job. That's your so keep an eye on that person." Same with Stephen and. And then we had some chefs 
come in, friends of mine who I'd worked with as a consultant, and they um, showed them how to plate up one dish each. And that's all they did, just that plating up, you know. So when we pan down to the to the food, you know, they look like they know what they're doing, but they were actually shitting themselves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like a production line in a kitchen, is it? Mm. I've never worked in a kitchen. Well... It, it, no, it is. It can't. Yeah, it kind of is. I suppose because you've got the, the the chefs at the back who are cooking everything, and then they pass you the food. And if you're on the pass, you have to plate it up. So you, everything gets passed to you, and then you just plate it up, and that's your, that's your job as the head chef or the sous chef in a lot of restaurants. That's quite stressful. Oh yeah, it is stressful. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. So with the other guys in the back, like any other chefs, I just gave them a job that lasted at least half an hour, twenty minutes. You know, right. like you just stir that, pour a bit of water into there. You chop those vegetables. You, you just clean that fish just to keep doing that for 20 minutes right. and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And, and, and also teaching them how to move like chefs because mm-hmm. you're never going to teach them how to be chefs in two days. Sure. So the idea was to, to teach them how to, to look like chefs and, you know, chefs move in a certain way and they, they pick things up in a certain way. They hold spoons and, you know, things like that, hold the way to hold a knife and how to chop things. It's a routine, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, so we, we, yeah. we gave them some training for, for a couple of days. And then, yeah, we just, we just rehearsed it, um, you know, about four or five times in its entirety till everybody was, it was all just muscle memory then for everybody, camera, sound team, everybody was just amazing. So the, so going into the feature, I knew we could definitely do it. Mm. The first thing that we had to, to sort of uh, overcome was like, cause with the, with the short, we used uh, an Ari Alexa camera mini on an easy rig. Yeah, which is good in low light, which is good because yeah, it's all exactly. moody and interesting. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. But also, it's kind of lightweight. It is. It's it's a lighter weight like, camera. But when you put it on a rig, it's, it's heavy. Yeah. When you put it on a rig, yeah. it's heavy, and also, you know, twenty minutes is is enough. So w- when it came to doing the feature, we all we had a, a bunch of ideas um, on how to do it. And first thing we had to we had to make sure was. Is it definitely doable on that type of camera mm-hmm. for an hour and a half minimum? Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of research. The mini, we wouldn't have been able to do it because the, the the SD cards wouldn't have been able to hold that much of information. Course. Yeah. But then we went to um, a good friend of mine owns a company called, it was called Picture Canning back then, but it's now called Canning 24. They've merged with them. Mm-hmm. Um, with Focus 24. And we said to them, look, is there a way of doing this? Can we do this? And they said, yes, the Sony Venice camera. With the Sony Venice, you can switch out SD cards live. Of course, because it jumps to the other cards because there's two jumps slots, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. So we were like, oh my gosh. So that's a, a no-brainer. Mm. But the, but not only that, it's like we were able to then design a rig. So we had an easy rig on. We'd also then be able to, with the Venice, you can detach the sensor oh. the lens and the sensor from the body of the camera so it separates them so then you basically we had the the the, the body of the camera strapped to his back and then he had the, the just the, the sort of sensor and the lens over his front there's a picture of him on line somewhere on, on, on his instagram of it yeah. he looks like a ghostbuster basically yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks i mean it looks nuts it's mental but it, like, it, it balances him out as well it, right exactly yeah distributed the weight mm-hmm. evenly so he was able to do it for for that long, I mean, you know, he's twenty. He was twenty-three at the time when we when we shot it. He's a, he's a wow. he's a thick kid, you know. So I didn't have any sympathy for him whatsoever. <laughs> What's his name? Let's pick him up because that's cool. Matthew Lewis. Matthew oh, Lewis. it's Matthew Lewis. Yeah. Of course. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Fantastic. He's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful uh, DP. How long were the rehearsals though for the feature compared to the short? So, well, <laughs> you'd think it'd be a lot longer, but it wasn't. So for me and Matt, we rehearsed for about three weeks mm-hmm. with the camera. Mm-hmm. We got into the space and because it's my mate's restaurant, he just let us be there all the time. Wow. You know, during busy services, after hours, we were there. And me and Matt would just, you know, we would just literally do the same thing. We'd map out the moves and then we we would draw it out. And then we we, we sort of broke the script down into, into, into scenes, if you like, into beats. So we do beat one. And we'd map that out and then we connect that to B2 and then, you know, and so on and so forth. So once we did that, we then did it in its entirety. This is all with his, he was doing it with his iPhone at first. Yeah. And then he, then he upgraded to a DSLR. That would have been lighter than the Sony Venice. I know that. Yeah. But you know, the you want to do it properly, don't you? want to do it properly, don't <laughs> of course you? you do yeah. want to do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the mic. And Soderbergh had already shot on the iPhone. And you're like, yeah, it's I been know, done. Yeah, All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's done. It's been done. It's been, been done. done. Well, so, so is a one take. Yeah, yeah. So once we had got the moves down of the camera, we felt very confident then when the actors came in. So I had all of the, the anyone playing like front of house, 
um, you know, staff or customers mm. would come in first and we'd sit down and them in their, their positions and I would go through their, their little moments or whatever, you know what I mean? We talk about character and we talked about that, you know, over the phone or zoom for, for a while before, um, it wasn't zoom actually then because this is before COVID and it was, it was Skype. Skype yeah. Yeah. Back so, when yeah. Skype was a real thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then, you know, we, we did that. We talked through their little, little moments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we got Stephen and the, the kitchen staff in for five days. Wow. You shot the whole thing in five days or rehearsed for five days. The, so the rehearsals, we, we, yeah, that was, was, was five days mm-hmm. basically plus the, the week before with the other actors, but we didn't do the whole thing in its entirety. So when Stephen came in, we were like, Let's go. Let's just start at the beginning. So again, we did it in beats. You know, we do beat one, which is where he walks in and then he goes to get changed. And that was beat one. So beat, then we do beat one mm-hmm. and beat two. And then we go back one, two, three, one, two, three, four. And we build it like that. So until we got to the end and it was just like a huge relief, then I'd have loads of notes and we'd, you know, we'd talk about it. And then we said, let's give it a go in its entirety. Let's just, let's just go for one. So we rehearsed it. We're during the second week of rehearsals, which is the week that Stephen was in. Mm-hmm. I insisted that the camp, the camera had a full team on and the sound had the full team. So you knew, on set. yeah, they knew where they could and couldn't go. Cause they, you can't yeah. have a boom dropping in. I mean, no. So you can't just turn up on the day and be like, Oh, I'll just be over here. Oh shit. I'm in the way. Yeah. You know, so we, we had to, that, that, that also had to be, they had to know exactly their moves. And it was a, you know, it was just an ever evolving thing really, because one minute you're like, Oh, I can't be there. Mm-hmm. So we changed position of the actor slightly and, so it, it just changed as we went along. It's like a ballet. And then we did it in some time. In, it was, yeah. It, was like, yeah. it, is, it is like a choreographed dance. Mm. And then once we got to the end, then we did it in, in its entirety. And, you know, we were so, I was just like blown away by these actors and, and yeah. the crew that were just, because everybody was just so enthusiastic and, and, and passionate about the project. And you can feel that, you know, there's nobody that be, be there like, oh, I can't be honest, but I don't want to be, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, some, sometimes you get that, don't you? With, with some crew, they just, you know, I don't know, but everyone was just like, mm. yeah, everyone was on, switched on and, and ready for it. Because you're go- you're, you've got a goal, right? And it must have been such yeah. a joy, right? At the end of an hour and a half take <laughs> where nothing yeah, yeah, went yeah, wrong yeah. and the performances were on point where you almost just looked at each other and almost, because that elation must have felt so much better than week three when you get a, you know, a, a car going by shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you're yeah, doing yeah, a full yeah, shoot, yeah, yeah. it must have been incredible feeling. I mean, the, the, the room, just the whole place just erupted, you know, mm. it was like we'd won the world cup. Yeah. It was literally like that. And, and especially when we actually went for a take and we did the, so we shot it in March 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Just before the pandemic, right? Just, Just before, before the pandemic, yeah. yeah. I was really lucky. Oh my God. You don't, yeah. you don't. Every day I, I just think, because here's another thing, right? Originally, when we said we were going to do it, Stephen's window that he had was in April. Right. Because he was doing this other movie, mm-hmm. right? Then last minute, probably a month before we were about to shoot, he was like, Guys, my windows moved. This film's been uh, the, some of the money's dropped out, so I'm not going to be doing that. The next thing I'm going to be doing now is is in May or something, whatever it was. But I, I want to do it sooner if we can. So so can we do it in March? And we were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's. We're, we were kind of ready, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we were sort of waiting for Stevens for, for this. So we were just we had everything pretty much ready to go. So we were like, let's do it. Let's let's just do it in these dates. And we set these dates. I mean, we just th- pulled some dates in March out of our hats. You know what I mean? Wow. Uh, sorry, I don't know if you hear my daughter there. My daughter's just come home from school. <laughs> um, and so we were, so we, we gave ourselves four days to do it. We we're going to do it twice a day. So that was eight goes in total that we had. So I was like, this is good. Yeah, we got loads of, loads of goes, loads of, loads of goes. <laughs> so on the first day of shoot, we did it twice. You know, we did it in its entirety. We got to the end. It was great. Mm-hmm. But I had a load of notes for the actors and, mm-hmm. and for the crew and, you know, just little tiny tweaks. It's like doing a matinee and evening performance, isn't it, actually? It's, yeah. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's a play. It's a play. Yeah, it's a play. It's a play. Yeah. It is a play. It yeah. is a play. And so, you know, and then we did then we did it again and it was it was great. And then so so that night I was like, okay, we've got another six goes of this. We're going to get an amazing, amazing take. We're going to get the one we want and, you know, it's going to be relaxed and all that stuff. <laughs> and then the producers called me after the first night and were like, bear in mind, this during rehearsals and all that, the last week of rehearsals, the COVID was sort of like a little, mm-hmm. you know, there was whisperings yep. of stuff mm-hmm. and nobody was, people were washing their hands. That was it. There was no masks. Um, you know, we were all, bear in mind, there's 150 plus people on set, wow. you know, cast, crew, yeah. all the essays, yeah, you know, everybody on set at the same time. So we were, it was a COVID nightmare, right? But we, 
we were all hugging each other when we came in in the mornings and stuff like that. So, mm. but there was a few people getting quite nervous about it. And we had a few dropouts after the first day. Right. Yeah. A couple of crew members dropped out and stuff like that. An actress pulled out because she, she was pregnant and she was too early to tell her family or, um, you know, yeah. or friends. Oh gosh. What were your shoot dates? Because our, our lockdown started March the 23rd. Yeah, so yeah. we didn't it, if I can remember. So I think it was the 18th was 18th of March was our shoot dates. Whatever wow. that Monday was, the month the Monday, then we did Before. two days. Yeah. Yeah, so the, after the first day the producers were like tomorrow's our last day. <gasps> we're going to have to shut it down. Shit. I was like you you are kidding me. And everyone was getting nervous, so we were like shit, okay, we got to get this now. So th- that was an extra layer of tension and pressure that I had. Mm. But everyone smashed it. So we did four takes four instead takes of eight. Four takes in total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the third take is the one that we've used. Like, look, wow, the second day, the, the third take was was the performances, as you've seen mm-hmm. them. Um, but there was a lot of technical, small little things that I wasn't too happy about. Like, there was some shadows and some reflections and a couple of focus things. And so I was like, okay, we've got the last one. This next one is going to be perfect. Yeah. And I was praying. Yeah. Technically, it was absolutely flawless. Like, it was the, the DP, Matt, was just over the moon. Mm-hmm. Like, he was doing somersaults but the performances were slightly flatter because everyone was knackered. And they just delivered in the last take three where they give yeah. it. And then you try and recreate that sometimes and you go, well, last yeah. time I did that and it works. No. Yeah, it was like work. they were dialing it in. You yes. know what I mean? I, could, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest on the day we did like, I was like, I was trying to watch everything, but mainly I was watching the technical side because I didn't want any mess ups. Cause I was like, this is the last go. Mm-hmm. When I, when we got through it, I was like elated. And I sort of said to everyone, that was the one take four. It's perfect. And the actors were like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't perfect. feel it. I didn't feel it. Yeah. But to be yeah. honest, as an audience member, when you're watching these wonderful mm. performances, if you see a shadow, if there's something oh, yeah, technical, yeah. it's you're watching it for the characters that you're mm, you're yeah. in and you're you're living with in that. Well, that's moment. the thing. We we were able to like, you know, looking back, I had a week off where I was just like just reflecting on it and and then what and then I watched the two takes back to back. And yeah, there was a load of shadows and, and reflections, but I spoke to Bart and we were like, we can get rid of that in post. Mm. We can, we can do some VFX stuff or even in the grade. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we did. And, and it worked, you know, because like exactly what you just said there, listen, that it's like, if the audience are watching the technical side of it, then we've completely You've lost done it anyway. Yeah. It's all it. about performance. Yeah. As you, you guys know, as actors mm-hmm. yourselves, it's like, it's got to be performance because mm-hmm. that's what the audience are there That's for. what they're watching. And to what, do you know what, yeah. even if a boom came in, we We'd have gone, all right, fair play. Yeah, you didn't want, yeah, yeah, I, because yeah. I still believed in the performances and what was happening, and I wouldn't give a shit if there was a shadow or whatever, because I, yeah, it was yeah. just so immersive. There was also some yeah. amazing moments of stillness and silence and truth and that emotional mm. beat that you just added in. I love the layers of that. You didn't exp- expand on them. We would have found out tomorrow when we come back to the restaurant again, type thing, because it's one night at yeah. the restaurant if the restaurant mm. continues the next day. Yeah. I, and I love that. I love that we got a glimpse into these people's lives. Oh, that's good. You did yeah. it with nearly everyone in the cast. And I yeah. really enjoyed that a lot. I thought everyone had a yeah. moment to shine. Everyone had a really great moment. Everyone was on edge. And I think that's yeah. why I think this is it's magical. It's a really magically well-written, which I think really helps. Because yeah, people can do a one-shot, but to get the emotional heft and the heartbeats, and mm. it, it's it's really great, mate. It's it's fucking you, brilliant. Mate. It really is. I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, you find yourself looking at people's comments and reviews and stuff. And like, some people are like, oh, I just wish, you know, some of the stories would have continued. But you're like, but I, I can't do it unless you want a movie that's, that's four thing. hours long. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, but it's that's impossible. That's so positive. That I suppose, yeah, more. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But like people saying, I wish I'd have gone back to that character or whatever, but and then other people are like, everyone's you got said, something child. to say, though. Oh, of course they have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. That's good. Yeah. So having Stephen then obviously in your short and is that because you knew him just to, you know, yeah. And it was just ask, it was a case of, do you want to do this? I'm doing a one shot short. Are you free any day? How did that, how did you get him in the first place? Well, basically what happened was the first short I ever did, um, seconds out. Yes. I wanted him to be in that, to play just a small role as a boxing trainer. Mm. And I called him up and I was like, I've got this short, I'm doing my first short I'm doing and, you know, I'd love you to be in it. And he was just like, well, I mean, you know, and I respect him for this now. He's just sort of said, 
get your first one out the way first. Let's see how you get on. And then, yeah. and then we'll, and then we'll talk. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah exactly. I'm going to fucking do I'm not just going to put myself exactly, in anything. Yeah. So then I showed him the, the, the short and he, he really loved it. And he, he just sort of, sort of said, Is it, what, what do you want to do next? You must be wanting to do with other stuff. And I'd had the idea for Boiling Points. Right. So while he's on the phone, I was like, yeah, I've got, I've got this idea for this um, thing, chef thing, you know, thinking about maybe shooting all in one take. And he was like, oh, oh yeah, okay, okay. And I, I wanted to just say to him, I want you to play the chef, but, but I didn't want to be rejected again. Yeah, just dangled the carrot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I sort of tried to pitch it as best I could. And he was mm. just like, and then he went to me, oh, mate, so you're obviously going to play that character because, you know, you, you've been a chef and you know that well. I was like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to play it. I don't, I don't want to be in it. I just want to direct. And he's like, oh, who are you going to, who are you going to get then? And I was like, well, it's got to be someone who, you know, really can embody that sort of, um, <laughs> can really you know, uh, all, all this stuff. And, you know, I want some really great. Well. And he was like, and then he sort of went, are you asking me to do it? I was like, uh, I mean, he said, because if you, if you, if you can do it in December, I'll give you three days if you'll have me. Oh, I was like, wait, wait, what, 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 what? <laughs> Sorry, that, I'll do it in one. I'll do it in one. Yeah, 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 Let's do it. We hadn't even written the script yet. I was Fuck. just like, it was just an idea. How great though to be in that position. And it does help knowing him, but also having made a great short to prove to him. And then obviously he said yes, but then he probably still wanted the script before he fully committed. But Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. I mean, I gave him like a, a, you know, every step of the way we gave him like the breakdown of the sort of beat, beat by beat. And then we wrote the script and he, and he gave us some notes and fantastic notes. He was so involved in that mm. you know in the character and, and the, the working of it and stuff so yeah it was amazing and i you know he sort of said look let's you, if you want to do this seriously which i said I, I absolutely do like after being on the first short i just felt like it was something i, I was like all of that fear and you know you know i can't do this i'm i'm not you know I, i'm not sort of educated enough or whatever it may be mm -hmm. it just went out the window when i did the first short and going back to what we said earlier like you just got to get through that and, and sort of you know, I always say to people, just jump off the cliff and what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, doesn't matter. You know, just put it um, on your shelf and forget about it. You don't have to put it out. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you just said, um, just going back to a comment that you just made about feeling not educated enough. Mm. Is that That's obviously because you didn't go to film school. and, and Exactly. Yeah, whoever yeah. said to you, you've been on a set for the last... 20 years. Yeah, yeah, Bart said that to me, yeah. Because mm. people can be a little bit, it's the word elitist. Elitist, about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely there, one. isn't it? Yeah. About letting people in. Well, and um, it definitely used to be like that from actors going to directors. I definitely think, certainly when I was trying to be a director 15 years ago, or whatever, when I started to really think about it, and definitely 10 years ago, mm. it was a little bit like, but you're an actor. You know, there really was that exactly. nepotism, I suppose. No, that's the wrong word. Yeah. What, what is the word? You're right. It is that. Not elitist is wrong. but it, I don't want to say snobby either. No, it's, it's, but there is a word for it. No. And there's that kind of, but you're an actor. Why you, oh, don't take our jobs. Don't type. There's always, yeah, there's always that like, and, I, and, I, and I've noticed it now even being as a crew member, you know, mm -hmm. as a director, it's like, there is that weird different, like first when, when we did the shorter boiling points, it was weird because like suddenly I'm the director and I'm trying to hang out with the actors as an actor, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you do in the, in the green room mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh no, I've got to be over there. Yeah. I need to be with the crew or whatever. And then it's like, you've got to have a separation. Yeah, haven't you? yeah. You do. And suddenly there's this like, there's this like, you know, there's a lot of banter between crew on film mm -hmm. sets. And like, I wasn't used to that banter because I'd never been that side. a part of it. Yeah. So sort of like an outsider being like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I know all about that. The lights and <laughs> Stuff. The light thing, the thing about really shine cool. a bit. Yeah, yeah really cool. I'm really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I know, I love that. And it, it, you know, it's, I haven't talked about that for ages, and it's so true. Is when you're directing, you suddenly can't hang out with the actors like you would when you're an actor. You can't be busy no, mates true. with them. You're now, no, your no. crew are your busy mates. Now, this is your tribe yeah. because you're the ones making this together. You're in the trenches from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or whatever times you're on. It's yeah. you guys doing it. And the actors do just turn up and hit their marks, you know, being not in your case, not with boiling point, but certainly most of the time. And that's the language you have to learn. I think going from acting to directing, it's the language of crew. It's the language of being on set as a crew member. You found it difficult, didn't you, Giles? Have it At first, that yeah. Of, I, I couldn't yeah. cope with not being able to hang around with the actors. I, and I had to be really strict with myself and just say, nope, don't have one quick beer if you're going to do that. One quick hello and then go off and yeah. prep for your next day. I could exactly. not do it. Yeah. And I had to, to be strict. And it's weird, isn't it? When you see them all hanging yeah. out and you're like, oh, that, 
that's what I used, used to, to be. be. I mean, like, if you feel like you're a bit of a loner. Yeah, you feel like you're missing out. And you do, yeah. yeah and yeah, you're yeah. not their boss is the wrong word, but you're kind of in charge yeah. of them. And if you become too busy, mates, the next day they might go, I ain't fucking doing that, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Last night you were telling <laughs> yeah. me some you're, story. You're captain of the ship, though. Yes, you're the captain. That's right, that's right, yeah. yeah. That's right. And you've got to steer it right. And that means you can't hang yeah. out sometimes with the people you want to hang out with. And that's tough, yeah, I think, yeah. going from acting to acting. That's the tough one. But you can hang out with your producer. Yes, you can. Who also used to be an actress. Well, there you go, yes. <laughs> In a BAFTA-winning TV yeah, show. Well, nearly, nearly winning. Well. Nearly winning. <laughs> nominated. Let's not beat it up. Nominated, nominated. <laughs> oh, which is I like feel that you carried on yeah, the joke. Yeah, carried on that old banter. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. keep going, yeah. this old one now. Uh, yeah, no, no. So, so now you've got Stephen in the short and now moving to the feature you'd made, Villain. Was it an easier? You said it, you've got Stephen, so it becomes an easier. Was getting the money, because money is always difficult for filmmakers, yeah. was it a bit easier? Because I noticed at the start of the film there was about... God, shit, how many oh, film companies yeah. that start on your logos? <laughs> 45 minutes I know, of, of logos. I was like, how many? This is amazing. I know, I know. Yeah, how I did, know. how did, it was, obviously it wasn't easy, but it, you've got Stephen Graham. Well, it, yeah, it was easy. I mean, to be honest, I didn't really get involved in that side of it, but, but I knew, I know that, you know, there was, there was a lot of people putting money in and it, but people put it in willingly because of Stephen. But yeah, it was, it was actually from when we said we'd do it you know when steven had his window and then we had to to scramble to get it um you know sooner i think obviously the producers struggled a bit but they got it they got the money you know what i mean mm -hmm. but um yeah it didn't need a huge budget because when you think about it you know we were shooting for four days well two days in the end mm -hmm. we paid everyone for the four days but nice shooting for two days yep. and we 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 rehearsed for probably the best part of three weeks the crew came in a week before so it was a week with two a week and four days with the crew so less time so spent paying everyone yeah yep, yep, so cheaper so, yeah mm -hmm. so cheaper one location, that way. yeah one location live. absolutely uh you know no n none of the like we, we not, i've not been fortunate on anything to, to have like not video village trucks and you know bases and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff facilities um, facilities yeah but you know, when, when I did the TV show responder, that was like, again, it's like, oh my oh God, God. Caravan for me. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're really grateful, aren't you? When you've come from low yeah. budget yeah. indies and then all of a sudden there's yeah. a makeup truck. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, like yeah. it's normally trying to yeah. find a room somewhere to put them in. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's car. Someone's car. Someone's car. Yeah, yeah. Catering. Let's go pizza. Hunt. It's basically, yeah, and everyone's getting the yeah. same food again. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit. Sorry, we got, sorry. We're trying to make a movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so it is It is that difference. It really is. And yeah, it, it totally is. And, it, and you know, it happened quite quickly, like you said. And then, you know, we were we were on set and, and then we weren't on set after two days mm. <laughs> of uh, shoot. So. Can't yeah, imagine was, how stressful. you felt. No, I can't imagine how you felt. It, it, honestly, it must have. I, I, that, and when you said it's like winning the World Cup, I wish I'd been there. Yeah. I wish I'd been there because that feeling yeah. must have just been like you can't. You don't often get that on a film set because you're doing minutiae yeah. details constantly. Right. It's little victories every now and again, and hoping it right. doesn't rain, right. or hoping the equipment still works, or the actor still, you know, whatever it is. It's little yeah. victories. But when you're doing that, that's like a like you say, winning the World Cup. I, I, I wish I was there. I thought to myself, you know, let's, we did a little behind the scenes things for the, for the short. Right. And I thought, let's, let's document the whole process. Mm -hmm. So, so we documented, you know, me and James writing the script in Liverpool mm -hmm. up to casting, all the casting, you know, two weeks of casting or whatever. And then there all the rehearsals, the, the, the actors going to chef school, all of that stuff, we, we, we've, we've filmed it all. We had a, a little crew that were filming everything. Mm -hmm. So we thought, you know, if the film does well and people want to know how we made it, then we can make this little documentary. And we've just been commissioned to do, to make a little half an hour documentary to go with the, with the movie Brilliant. when it comes right. out. Brilliant. So I'm buzzing about that because it's like, the first thing that everybody asked me, the first question everyone asked me is, is it really one take? We we didn't. We didn't. I'm putting that out there. No, no, no. I know. I know. You, I know. I know. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. But like, well, I nearly asked, actually. You didn't. You didn't. Just being the arsehole on the call. I nearly <laughs> said, <laughs> on those four takes, was there a section that you took and then... Because you could have. You could have spliced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could have. Well, well, the thing the thing was, there was, a t there was talk at one point when, you know what, like before we, we decided we could we could fix all of those little things mm. in, in the VFX and stuff. We sort of thought, I wonder if we can splice 
the the beginning of ep- of take three with with the with the end of take four. Mm. Oh, I was just like, I just Wouldn't can't do it. I can't. You want to be proud? Also, One take. Yeah, yeah. yeah you and the say reason it. I didn't ask that question mm. of did you is because listening to you describing and going through the question was answered without me needing to. Of course, of course, you didn't. And if you so, had of the fact that you would then admit to splicing means you've advertised this as a one take thing so it, yeah, it yeah, just yeah, becomes yeah, a, so you yeah. couldn't say even if you didn't but i know i know you didn't I, you can tell i just it's you can tell you yeah didn't. exactly yeah. you can tell oh, good and it's it's beautiful for it it's beautiful for oh, it yeah. you should Thanks, be very Thanks, proud guys. what have you what have you learned that you're going to take forward to your your next movie i guess just sort of enjoy it like it's it's the best job in the world isn't it you know what i mean you can stress out as much as you possibly can but as you want but like the end of the day, we're not saving lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do, do you know what yeah. I mean? No one will ever understand what you've just said unless they're actually in the industry. I know, I know that because no, and also no one cares because they don't see no what, the, what the, the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. But you know, like like going back to you know, you, you see some people like I, I know this is probably a bit controversial because we're all actors and I'm an actor. But what's the worst thing that you can do for an actor is give them a job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't get it. No, because then they're just going to complain about it, moan about it. Yeah. It's like, I've got a job. When, now what do I do? No. So when you when, when they haven't got a job, yeah. they're like, why aren't I in that? Why didn't yeah. I get that part? Yeah. I'm better than them. Mm-hmm. I'm this and that. When you give them a part, it's like, oh, what? You want, you, you need me You need me right now. I'm not quite ready. I'm not dressed. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. what, what, oh, you want me to do that? Or is this the food you know we're getting? I'm not getting a lift to set. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I was an actor, so I remember sitting... <laughs> And I was, I don't know, I had an actor boyfriend at the time. And I remember sitting with my actor boyfriend and me and going, oh, there's another show I'm not in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Time. You don't realise. And then when you were a director producer, you suddenly see the other side of it and you go, oh my God, was mm. I even a slightly a dick? What was I thinking? Yeah. Because you don't yeah. know what goes into it. You don't see the blood, no. sweat and the pain. You're just going, well, why can't you pay me more? I don't understand. Yeah. Why can't this happen? Why aren't you giving me the food? Why yeah, aren't you giving yeah. me this? There's a lot of reasons, uh, and that's not just with actors. No, I mean, no, I'm, yeah, of course. I'm actors, actors, I still want to work with you guys. <laughs> of course, we love. Yeah, them. we're going to get loads of calls now, <laughs> yeah. because of you. No Philip. actors want to work with me no. ever again. But they should know that they, they, actually, there's a part of this that actually it's really important to know this, and that's why yeah. it's good to work yeah. with actor filmmakers as well because they understand Lord yeah. Fibres is one Stephen Graham's yes. made movies you know what I mean all these people have made yeah, yeah. movies they understand it it does make a huge yeah. and for uh, I bet it made you a better actor right well, well I mean I, I, <laughs> he was I, already wonderful what are you trying to say right, Giles well, no, no, just because no, no, you no. weren't in nominated over there. yeah it's true I wasn't because <laughs> you weren't in Dream Team yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but no I definitely think it made me think about it more and understand what the camera moves and understand what the director was wanting definitely definitely so that made me a better actor um, I worked with some awful directors and some amazing directors mm. but I learned a lot more I learned a lot more from me like subconsciously from the, the, the ba- I'm not saying bad but I mean I was treated quite badly on some sets you know like when you're young and it's like you're sort of naive to it and it's like you know again look going back to the directors and being like Wow, that's the director, mm. ever so powerful director. Mm. It's um, it's a scary, it's a scary thing, you know. But but yeah, for me now, I think I've learned so much as an actor that I understand actors, and I understand that every actor is different. They all they all have their own process and their own way of working, mm-hmm. and you've got to really tune into that as a director because you know if you don't and you clash with an actor then it's horrible. It's a horrible experience. You know what I mean? I, I haven't really experienced it firsthand. I mean, a tiny bit maybe on the TV thing, but not really for, like, like I say, firsthand it was, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you just need to understand that actors are so such vulnerable human yeah, beings. It's their face on screen at the end of the day. They're the it's one their people face be on screen at and tweeting at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you just gotta, you've got to have them put their trust in you. Um, and go on this journey together because, you know, you, you, you're working together for however long it is, you know, weeks, months, whatever, years sometimes mm-hmm. on TV, jobs, yeah. whatever, you know. So it's, I think it's really important um, to have actors trust trust you yeah. Um, yeah, that's and be great. sensitive to them. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. Look at the way I redeemed that with actors. You did really well. That. You dug yeah, out of a yeah. hole brilliantly <laughs> well, actually. The grave is now flat. We applaud you. It's yeah. <laughs> actually great. There's the actor in him. That's why he's going to be a better yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah, See yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That was yeah. great. Honestly, yeah. look, Boiling Point's amazing. It's out the 3rd of December. It's amazing. It's immersive, brilliant. If you can catch it at a film festival before then, please 
do because then you can brag to all your friends how great it is uh, and then um then tell everyone to watch it when it comes out 3rd of december you should be very proud mate uh it's really thank brilliant you, really thank really you. well thanks done. guys listen thank you so much for joining us filmmakers podcast thank, Phil you, thank, thank you guys thank honestly. you why can people find thank you on you. the twitter spheres and on the instagram i've just come back on twitter um uh just my name philip barantini at philip barantini yeah and then instagram is just at barantini um, don't do Facebook or anything like that but yeah 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 do go follow him to, uh, give him so much love and support especially for being honest and open on this podcast but also for making a brilliant film and it, it really does make a difference when you do tweet or contact directors who've been on and you like their work honestly it, it really does people don't do it you should do it it makes a difference yeah definitely yeah. definitely definitely. thank you don't be a stalker though yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't definitely stalker, don't yeah. be a stalker though we don't send me anything in the post yeah we that, we definitely don't need that <laughs> no i do need some new trainers so you know through, so. yeah yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> uh brilliant listen yeah. where can they follow you at jesus you can't remember no pressure <laughs> at dreamteam.com <laughs> it's true past dreamteammembers.com where are they now? Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bring back dream team. Hashtag nearly um, BAFTA winner. Oh, yes. <laughs> At, listen, <laughs> I don't know. Forget it, forget it. Cool. You know It'll be in the show notes, everyone. Instagram it's all Twitter. in the show notes. You'll find you there. Remember, you can go out there and make your indie film. Know who your audience is and get out there and do it. And if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, it is your duty to send the elevator back known we will see you all next tuesday as always take care go make your films and tell your friends about the filmmakers podcast until next time bye lucinda bye giles uh bye-bye and phil thank you so much bye-bye thank you guys thank you amazing i don't know my twitter or i don't know my handles <laughs> It's just loose in the road, Takra. I mean, it's, it's, it's. Do you know your name? Yeah, exactly. It's just your name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we cut that bit out? No, I'm keeping it in. And this bit. It's brilliant. And this bit. And yeah, this yeah, yeah, bit. yeah. This yeah. is the outro bit now. <laughs> the comedy factor. Ah, oh, well Love done. It.